Welcome to our After the Bell podcast, brought to you by Thirsty Scholars Partnership. Our podcast is here to help teachers and tutors. We will be discussing the latest issues in education and sharing top tips for use in the classroom, both face-to-face or virtually. If you work in education and looking to improve or develop your skills, then this podcast is here to help you. Welcome back to the After the Bell podcast brought to you by Thirsty Scholars Partnership. Georgie here, Director of Learning Development for the Classroom Partnership, and we're returning to focus on our series of podcasts around edgy habits. I'm joined again today by Helen Morgan, a previous head of school and associate of Thirsty Scholars, and Andy Bridge, current deputy principal. This week's uh, podcast is focusing on our seventh habit, being curious. And making decisions and more importantly, making the right decision is always a challenge for educators. And whether you're making a big or small decision, the impact of that can be huge. So what we're going to hopefully unpack today, I say hopefully we will be unpacking today, is some of the challenges educators face when making decisions and explore some habits that could support effective decision making. So. Without further ado, I'd like to hand over and start by asking, what do we mean by being curious? Helen, are you in the chair this morning and great to see you? Hi, Georgie. Hi, Andy. Uh, It's great to be here. Um, I think it's really interesting, isn't it, to think about being curious um, because I always think about kind of young children and they're really curious they're always asking why um, sometimes to the point where it drives you up the wall and as they get older they stop being quite so curious and I think by the time we're adults um, there's a temptation sometimes to think that we have to have all of the answers and you know as, as adults I think one of the things that's really liberating is when we realize that we don't have to have all of the answers and that perhaps we can just listen more and ask more questions and and figure things out together so for for me you know whether you're a teacher or whether you're a leader um, it's about being genuinely interested and maybe holding off um, giving the answers and just asking more questions and thinking a little bit more deeply about things yeah absolutely I think Um, we've recently done some sessions around listening and and active listening so this links in quite nicely with that Um, and why it's important to keep an open mind as well. Andy what from your perspective um, you're currently deputy head and uh, running around the school and living the dream and uh, what would you say it's important for you to uh, focus on being curious? I I think for me it's um... Helen just kind of mentioned then as you maybe move into leadership roles you you sometimes feel a bit of a pressure to have the answer immediately or to know what to do in every situation so um, as Helen said then instead of rushing to give an answer just being open to you know that's really interesting let's unpick it a little bit more let's ask some questions let's look at possibilities and alternatives before you rush to give an answer is really important Um, and then the other thing that I think is really relevant in schools is like we work on a kind of very regular cycle of terms and years and everything follows a very clockwork pattern and it can be quite easy to just fall into habits of this is the way we do it because this is the way we've always done it and um, so I think sometimes challenging yourself or challenging other people to say 
but what if we don't what if we do change that what what are the possibilities what are the other options why can't we look at something else um is really powerful um but it's easy to forget to do that and just fall into those habits of doing what you've always done there's a great book um that helen recommended that i'm reading at the moment about um, atomic habits james clear and it says being curious is better than being smart and being motivated and curious counts for more than being smart because it leads to action so i think that kind of really sets the scene for our conversations today um so that's a good example of why it's important to focus on being curious. Helen, what else can you think of that we we perhaps need to be considering? Um, I think just building on Andy's point there about kind of, you know, often we get into routines in education and we, you know, we do things in the same way. I think often it's tempted to fall into what I would call kind of your comfort zone um, and not ask questions and just accept how things are and and like you said Georgie if you kind of link that to the work from from James Clear um, it can lead you to kind of get stuck in a, a rut and lead to inaction and I think if you stay curious a little bit longer um, then what you, you seek to do is is not just um, reach an answer but but actually get to the right answer or the right conclusion by asking more questions and thinking more carefully about things. And, you know, with, with all of the best ideas in school, um, the key is to be right at, at the end of that decision-making process, not right at the beginning. And I think being curious can really help to knock the edges off decision-making. That's a really great thought. Andy, How what would you build on that? I, I think it's, um, I'd agree with everything Helen said, and I think one of the, so one of the reasons we maybe don't always do that is we get stuck in um, into habits. And then I think the other reason we don't always do it is time. Like we've talked a lot in this podcast about being busy and having a, a workload that you're struggling to keep up with. And sometimes if you're drowning in work, you make snap decisions that then end up not being the best decisions. So even if you do feel busy, if you've got a to-do list as long as you are, actually putting some time in to consider all the different options and be really curious can save you a lot of time and have a much bigger impact in the in the long term, even if it would have been quicker at the time to make that snap decision. There's a great book by uh, Michael Bungay-Stanier called The Coaching Habit, um, which is all about asking good questions and staying curious that little bit longer. And he kind of really encourages people to take that time to stay curious for just a little bit longer and ask more questions to make sure that you really kind of unpack things in a meaningful way rather than you know those snap decisions that often we end up kind of backtracking from and they're almost kind of they're more unhelpful than they are helpful in the, the long term might be useful short term but long term we often end up doing a reverse on them. Sorry, Georgie. No, that's all right. I'm, I love the fact we're all so enthusiastic and lots to share. Um, yeah, I think this also links back to um, when we were having the conversations around uh, the rose and shines instructions and principles. And um, strand two, questioning, he actually um, talks about the implication 
of not using effective questioning and that it actually lies at the heart of great teaching as well. So we, there's kind of a, a real think around, the, you know, the process and the structure of school, not just around sort of in the classroom. Rose and Shine obviously highlights effective questioning as one of the, the key elements. Um, however, it's it's about working with your colleagues and your community and, and making sure that you are making effective decisions as well. Yeah, I'd agree. And talking about questioning there and um, effective questioning, the, the implications of not questioning well, it's reminded me in uh, one of the upcoming courses for Thirsty Scholars on Questioning, we look at in there some of the research by Robert Stahl in his 1985 study about wait time. Um, and that teachers ask, question, uh, ask questions and then go to students immediately for an answer. But actually, the, the power of it, putting some wait time in to just pause and just think, um, you know, the, the impact that that had that was shown in his study, the longer you wait, um, the better the quality of answer. Actually, we should apply that to our own questioning and our own decision making, not just in the classroom, but other things that we're working on as well. So let's think then around what what can happen if we don't ask enough questions or we aren't curious what can be the outcomes i think that you know the, the the brutal kind of answer to that is that we make bad decisions and we make huge assumptions and i think what we can start to do is not kind of listen with any element of, of criticality or make decisions with any element of criticality, we we almost make them based on what we think people are saying or what we think people want without actually bothering to check that out. And I think that process of really checking out is important. You know, I was I was talking to some students in a school recently, um, and one of the things that happens quite often in a secondary school is maths and English lessons are always timetabled at the start of the day because teachers um, and leaders think that that's a really good idea. And I was asking the kids about it and, you know, they were saying to me, this is a terrible idea to have maths and English first thing because we're just not awake yet. And we look at lots of, you know, what we know about students and working really early in the mornings. And, you know, is it the best decision or is it just what we've, we've done for quite some time? And, um, you know, I'm not suggesting kind of there is a, a right answer or a wrong answer here, but maybe it's a question in that context that's really worth asking more questions about and being more curious about. And that would be kind of a typical example, I think, of where we sometimes make assumptions and decisions without that process of being curious. That's really interesting. We're doing similar in school actually at the moment of um obviously covid's kind of put a big line in the sand with a lot of things in schools that stopped and that were trying to get back up and running so we've been looking at attendance processes and protocols and enrichment and uh, tracking of engagement and opportunities and things like that so we've kind of been saying right we need to get these things back up and running and our immediate response was to go back to what we were doing pre-covid um, but actually, it's been a, a nice opportunity to just pause and think, actually, before we put that back in, do we want to put it in exactly as things ran before COVID? Is this not an opportunity to just pause, ask questions, reflect, take a little bit of time and put something in place that we're really happy with rather than just implementing exactly what we've done before? 
there's a great quote. The important thing is not to stop questioning, never lose a whole holy curiosity. And that's Albert Einstein. So uh, I've been uh, looking and reading some articles actually um, around uh, published around sort of curiosity. And there's lots of great reasons actually as to why we should actually be more curious. And, it, and is there evidence to show that um, it makes your mind active instead of being passive? Um, and it makes your mind observant of new ideas. It opens up new worlds and possibilities. And it also can bring, dare I say, some excitement into your life as well by asking more questions. Um, and there's lots of evidence to show that the lives of curious people are far from boring. So I definitely think I've got an, an apt for uh, asking lots of questions and keeping everybody on their toes. Hey, Helen, um, what would you say to those kind of thoughts? Yeah, I think they're really interesting. You know, the, the whole thing about um, asking questions is about being interested. And I think being genuinely interested in things um, often leads to, to more questions. And for me, um, I think questions, I agree with you, do lead to people getting kind of more excited about something or perhaps becoming more motivated. And I think, you know, if, if we think about kind of that idea of the comfort zone that we talked about earlier, um, being more curious can get you into kind of that next zone, which is what I call the stretchy leg zone, where perhaps you come up with better ideas or different ways of doing something that you've always done before. I think the key is, is not to get yourself into the panic zone. Um, and to really kind of work through those ideas in a considered way. I don't know what Andy thinks with, with that idea of avoiding the panic zone in a school. Yeah, completely. And as much as I'm saying it, you know, you don't just want to do what you've always done before and you should question um, and look at other options. Equally, there's no point throwing out things that work well. Like, I think it's just, just pause, just take that time, review all your options. Um, the... The thing whenever I make a bad decision is when I've made it either in a rush or when you're not kind of level headed, like if you're making a decision when you're in a bad mood or when you're hungry or tired or you've had a rubbish day, um, you never make a good decision. So I just think pause, take your time. Most things, even that we think are urgent and pressing and need to be decided right now, most of them don't actually like another 24 hours to think sometimes does you the world of good rather than making that snap decision and that panic. Yeah, I think there's, you know, somebody often said sleep on a decision. And I think there's a lot of merit in that and, and actually kind of thinking about would you make the same decision 24 hours later or would that decision be different? And, you know, with that idea of urgent decisions, I think the only things that often happen suddenly are disasters um, and we need to try and avoid those. Disaster management is always the worst worst thing for schools, definitely, Andy, would you agree? Completely, in it, but it's um, easy, I think, to fall into that trap of everything being reactive um, and just responding to things as and when they happen, whereas like, it's not a good cycle to get into. I'm looking here and, and, and thinking about how we need to be more curious within the classroom as well and ensure that we don't think take things at face value. Um, we're often always guilty of um, of not of just accepting what's in front of us. And, and actually, we need to sometimes delve a bit deeper and actually find what's really happening. 
Um, there's lots of sort of scenarios. I've been talking to tutors this week on, on case studies who've been experiencing and going through um, delivering the national tutoring programme for us here at Connects. And um, the tutors have been sharing that actually often the kids have missed a gap. They've missed some kind of foundational learning, particularly at primary level and in phonics, that has really, really meant that they've not been able to move forward. And one of the tutors, for example, was um, working with a, a year two group and there were some key phonics that they'd missed because they haven't actually there was a situation where the, the child had been off sick for a week and in that week they'd actually covered that particular area and there'd never actually been any more further catch up and as a result the the struck they they'd struggled within their sessions so um by asking the right questions and digging deeper the tutor was able to actually identify really what the problem was with that child um and it's just it's just so obvious when we say it make sure that you ask plenty of questions but we do get in the habit of taking things at face value and we should need to try to avoid that i think just coming in there georgie and, and thinking about kind of checking understanding in the classroom and again being curious about what learners do and don't know and what they do and don't understand that's absolutely key and i think you know um back in the day sometimes there was a view of you know well i've taught them it so they will automatically understand it or, or get it um, and I think one of the keys is, is to make sure that as a teacher you're really checking that out and you're checking not just superficial understanding but the depth of understanding and you know having good questions can really help you to do that as a, a practitioner in the classroom and you know much of kind of what children learn um, is invisible it's in their heads we don't know what they're thinking. We don't necessarily know what they've learned unless we take that time and are bothered enough to check that out. And I think that really kind of fits with what you were saying there. I'd agree. And I think um, it's tempting in a classroom situation. Teachers know they need to question. Like sometimes mm -hmm. they, they rush through it because they're trying to get through content or whatever, but they know they need to question. But sometimes it's easy to use it in a way to reassure yourself by asking one or two students what they've understood check their understanding but actually you're asking a couple of students that you've probably selected because you're fairly confident they do understand um the content you've covered whereas actually using some kind of questioning strategies that incorporate the whole class or the vast majority um and really taking a, a broad sample before making that decision of what's the quality of understanding before you move on is, is so powerful but again, you've, you've got to take the time to pause and, and see the value in doing that. Yeah, totally, Andy. I think that's a really good uh, top tip there. Would you have anything further, Helen, that you'd like to share on the session? I think, you know, I suppose just picking up on that kind of tips idea, um, I think Andy's idea of, you know, applying that think and wait time is a really, really good strategy. I think, you know, alongside that, I think for me, um, it's that, that idea of not necessarily making assumptions, but coming to things with a, an open mind and really trying to kind of listen and, and meet students or meet colleagues at the point that they're at and think about the most appropriate question at that point. Absolutely. Andy, have you got any further top tips that you'd like to share? I, I mean, I think my top tip is just 
to to do what we've said is to stay curious it's easy as we've said when you're busy when you're stressed to um just think you'll just crack on but actually like we work in schools the whole purpose of our establishments our existence is learning new things and discovering new things and that's what we set everything up for for our students but as staff we need to embody that as well and actually like you you never stop learning or we should never stop learning there's always new ways of doing things new perspectives other things that we've not considered so um i'd say make time for it and see the value in it and uh, do stay curious even if if it feels like you've got external pressures or things working against you that's a nice little wrap up there andy helen what would your one key takeaway be I think my my one key takeaway for being curious is just to kind of take that 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 think time and pause time. It links to the top tip, and um, you know, don't do anything suddenly or do anything that's rash. I think the key when you're kind of making those decisions is to make sure you're right at the end of the process, not right at the beginning. And I think for me you know that means you've got to be curious it means you've got to listen to others you've got to notice what's happening around you and it's much better to make sure that you're right at the end than to always think that you have the answers and have to be right at the start yeah i think that's a really really powerful wrap up i think my key takeaway would be keeping an open mind making sure we don't take things at face value making sure you ask questions relentlessly and see questioning as something fun, something to find and explore and find curiosity in. So in our next podcast, we'll be unpacking and discussing the eighth edge habit, which we've referred to making decisions. And thank you for our experts today, Helen Morgan and Andy Bridge. Effective educators know that they don't have all the answers and they do ask powerful questions to find out more and dig a little bit deeper. So that's a good way of demonstrating and wrapping up today. Next week's podcast explores the challenges educators face when they do make decisions and explore some habits that support effective decision making. You can pick up our After the Bell podcasts, which are released on a weekly basis and provide quick tips and discussions with our experts around all things educational, which you can listen to whilst you're walking the dog or cooking you dinner. This has been After the Bell. My name is Georgie McIntyre. Glad to hear you and have you with us and we'll catch up very soon. Thank you.